You know, I, I wanted to have church today, and, and I thought that there would be some people here because, you know, in times of fear and anxiety, there is just something about coming to God's house. I know many churches were having services Saturday night, some Sunday morning. Whenever there, there is this uncertainty in the area, we want to go to a, a, a safe place. And I believe church is just that. It is a safe place. I believe that church is a a shelter in the midst of God's storm. Listen, I'm a church kid. I grew up in God's house. I've been in church all of my life. It's all that I know. I've always gone to church somewhere. And there's just something about coming to God's house. It just makes me feel like I'm home. When I can lift my hands and worship God with my brothers and sisters, I'm happy. Amen. This is my happy place. Amen. I have a few other happy places in Palm Beach County. Russo Subs is another happy place of mine. The beach is my happy place. Not right now, but usually it is. All right. But God's house is my happy place. Amen. And there's something about it. And you know that when we face fears like we're facing, there's something about finding a, a place of certainty. Right. Now you've heard all along this phrase, and I know that even while I say it, some of you are going to go, please, please don't. And it's called this, the cone of uncertainty. If I never hear that phrase again, I will be a happy camper. Because you've heard it, at least when the last hurricane hit Irma, it's like the whole state. We just knew. We're all in it right now. There was the whole state. It's just going to buzz us all. There was no giggling anywhere, right? But this one, it's like we were just inside, and I think even now we're just inside what they're calling this cone of uncertainty. So when I face times like this, I think to myself, you know what? For the believer, there's no such thing as a cone of uncertainty. Did you hear me now, church? I said for the believer, there's no such thing as a cone of uncertainty. In fact, I believe this, wherever I am, I am in a cone of certainty because I serve a certain God who has promises. He has established his word and the Bible says this, his promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. That means this, that his word is settled. Amen. So if I'm here in South Florida, I'm in the cone of certainty. If I'm in Columbia, I'm in the cone of certainty. Hallelujah. Listen, I could be in the middle of a tornado a hurricane, a flood, you name it, earthquake, bring it on. I'm in a cone of certainty wherever I am. I'm always safe. God is always watching over me, hallelujah. In every country, in every city, in every house, I am safe, hallelujah. I'm okay, amen. What am I worried about? Losing electricity for a few days? Come on now. Running out of gas. We're not going anywhere anyway. Why y'all filling up? What's wrong with you people? Stay away from the gas station. I saw one guy filling up jugs. I'm like, buddy, where are you going? I'm just trying to get gas because this is what I do every Thursday morning. What's wrong with the rest of you? Taking bread off the shelf and droves. Come on now. Hallelujah. I just had to get that out. It feels so much better now. <laughs> but you know, in times like this, I always go to God's word. 
And I want to ask you today to go to one of the most familiar portions of scriptures. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Psalms chapter 23. Now, of course, typically we meet here Sunday mornings at 9 and 11, and next week we'll be back to our, our regular times, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And uh, we typically we meet longer than an hour, but today we're going to keep it at one hour because I know some of you guys are still stuff to do. I, I get that. But we need to look to God's word as the foundation of our life. It is what establishes us. It is what keeps us. It is what we hold on to. I believe the word of God is my anchor in the midst of every storm. Amen. The word of God is true from cover to cover. It, it is absolute truth. And so it is what holds us tight. So if you're here and you have your Bibles today, would you look at Psalms chapter number 23? And I'll, I put it up on the screen and we put it up. Typically we'll put verses together, but I want to show it to you kind of just as you might see it in your Bible. One of the first chapters, in fact, the first chapter I ever memorized as a young kid is Psalms chapter 23. And in many funerals, I have stood there while families are grieving and hurting. And one of the most requested verses I'm ever asked to read at any funeral is this verse. And it starts off like this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I wanted to show it to you like this because I want you to see it because it's poetry and the way it was written, it was written kind of what I believe is in stanzas. And you know, later on, they added numbers to it. So when it was first written, when, when David first wrote these words, he didn't write one and then two. You get it, right? Everybody understands that. So he writes in these thoughts as they come to him. And I believe that the way it is, even in my Bible, you'll see, I'm reading from the New King James Version. In my Bible, you see it kind of broken up into, into thoughts, and so verses one, two, three is a thought. The Lord is my shepherd. And he talks about how God leads us and how God guides us. And then verse four is another thought. Here's the other thought. It says this, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Oh, hallelujah. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, listen, I will not fear. Hallelujah. You comfort me. But you know, as I was preparing this message, I said, God, do you want me to say, there's so many places I could go. Obviously, we could talk about Jesus calming the wind and the waves. We could talk about going to the other side of storms. Where there's so many places where you could talk about peace. But God gave me this verse, and I said, God, it's so, it's so simple. People have heard that verse over and over. And God said, I want you to read this verse this morning, and then we're going to go back into worship. And, and in fact, somebody came up to me, and they said, I feel like God gave me a word for this service, and so we're going to share that in just a few minutes. And and then we're going to end on, on a high note with worship. But it's this next verse, verse 5. It says this, you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Hallelujah. You prepare. You prepare a table. Before I even get in the presence, the table is prepared. Mm, hallelujah. Before I ever get in the presence of my enemies, the table is set. 
Hallelujah. And you know, many times we stop at that particular line, but I want to continue to, to bring you to the thought that when David was writing these words, he's writing them in stanzas. He's writing the, it with, with a certain thought in mind. And so that the rest of the verse goes right along with it. It says this, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I'm still at the table. Come on now. He's still at the table. Nothing changed. He's still talking about being at a table that God has prepared for him in the very presence of his enemy. And he says this, hey, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. So if you got an Amplified Bible, you click on it, it says this. It says that, that oftentimes a host would anoint a guest's head with oil. In the presence of my enemies... You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. I'm still at the table. I'm still in the presence of my enemies. I'm in the presence of, of, of the worst season of my life. I'm in the presence of the worst storm in my life. I'm in the presence of, of fear. I'm in the presence of doubt. I'm in the presence of worry. But God, you have caused me to sit in a very vulnerable position. This is not a, this is not a, a position of war. This is not hunkering down in, in, in some ditch somewhere and, and, and being afraid and looking to the left and the right. I am literally sitting at peace at a table. I have set myself in this position and I have push this chair underneath the table. I'm in a very vulnerable position and yet God has put me here for a reason in the very presence of my enemies to show my enemies that I have been anointed by God. I've been anointed by God. God, you have anointed my head with oil in the very presence of my enemies. In other words, listen, to the enemies that are looking at me while I'm dining, you better know that I am anointed. You cannot touch me. I belong to God. I don't belong to you. I don't belong to this world. I am God's child. I am a kingdom kid. Hallelujah. And I have been anointed. Hallelujah. And I'm going to stay here long enough to where he fills my cup and keeps filling my cup and then keeps filling my cup until it just runs all over. Hallelujah. I'm still at the table, amen? Listen, let's put things in perspective. I grabbed the hand of a man yesterday in the hospital who's been diagnosed with stage four cancer that's metastasized. And here I am worrying about putting up shutters or losing electricity or making sure I've got food. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an enemy. When you hear the word cancer, when they tell you to make arrangements, when they tell you there's no hope, when they tell you, listen, call your friends and your family together, let them say their last goodbyes, that's an enemy. Yes. And I'm not making light of storms because storms can do an incredible amount of damage but sometimes we do get bent out of shape and we do lose perspective a little bit about some things in our life that are really just inconveniences. And so, listen, the inconveniences, come on. I've been without power before. It's okay. To, you can live without air conditioning. It is possible. People do it every day. But when your kid's on drugs... 
your marriage is falling apart, or when they're foreclosing on your house, those are real enemies. And God says this, I have prepared a table before you and I'm anointing you with oil. Hallelujah. And I want you to sit here so long. I'm just gonna keep pouring my blessings on you to where your cup is just gonna run over all over that table, amen. And you're gonna sit here and you're gonna show the enemy he can't be touched. Hallelujah. He belongs to me. Storms can just blow all around us. The wind can howl. And listen, you'll hear every, every negative word from the devil. He'll tell you you're not going to make it. You'll be on medication the rest of your life. You're never going to survive this. Your kid's never going to come home. Your marriage is falling apart. You're losing your business, your house. It's all coming to an end. That's what the enemy will shout. And in the very presence of those voices, just speaking to you, saying, hey, cone of uncertainty, cone of uncertainty, cone of uncertainty, you know. We have to turn it off sometimes and go, no, 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 I, I'm in a cone of certainty. I belong to God. I'm not gonna fear what man can do. I'm not fearing what wind can, and waves can do. I'm gonna stand in faith and I'm going to say, in the very midst of this storm, I am going to, to sit at a table that has been prepared for me. There'll be peace in my heart and peace in my mind. Hallelujah. I am in God's presence and I belong to him. Hallelujah. And then I'm going to do my part. Because I do believe there's a part that we have to play. Right? I don't believe that you just do nothing. I believe that you do something. He said this, I prepared a table for you. He didn't say, I'm going to spoon feed you. Come on now. That means that, listen, I'm a faith preacher. We've got to exercise faith. I believe when Jesus stood on the boat and he looked at his disciples after rebuking the wind and the waves and he looked at them and he said, where is your faith? I don't believe he was saying, where is your faith? Because they, they got afraid and, and they thought they, they were going to die. I believe he was saying, where is your faith? Why didn't you just do what I did? Why didn't you just stand here and rebuke the wind and the waves? Why didn't you just stand here and say, hey, peace be still. Where is your faith? I showed you my faith. Now, where is your faith? Hallelujah. And he prepared a table. But guess what? We've got to sit down at the table. And say, hmm, somebody pass me a bowl of, of prosperity. Somebody pass, pass me some healing. Amen. I believe that it's mine. I believe that I can receive it. I can partake of it. I'm going to sit here at this table and I'm going to dine. Hallelujah. Which means I'm going to get in the word of God. I'm going to begin to declare the promises of God over my life, my children, my body, my finances, and my house. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you've got to walk around your house and say the blood of Jesus is over this house. Amen. Then do it. And we're going to believe it. Amen. We're going to stand and declare it.